right, everybody. Welcome to the King of Moose Show. I'm your host, the King, with my boy, Moose. Moose. Mr. Moose. What's up, man? What's up? How you doing, man? Oh, man. Feeling blessed. Feeling healthy. Been a pretty damn good week, hasn't it? It has been. It has been. Smooth sailing. Man, uh, it's been a little bit since we got on. Gotta make sure you're doing all right. Oh, yeah. You know, family's good. You know, you always got to look to the sky, you know? Oh, yeah. So, topic today. Ooh, can, I, can I do this one? Do your thing, man. All right. People out there, y'all know how we are. We like to uplift. We want positive vibes. We want to teach for our listeners out there to have understanding and clarity. With that, you got to know where you come from, right? right. So, this topic today is... When did you feel in your life, undisputably, that you were now a man? And no one could take that away from you. What moment, time period, occurrence that took place where you said, this growth has happened. I understand myself. I know myself. I am a man. A man. And what's crazy is you don't, you don't think about it. No, you don't. You don't think about it till that moment. Mm-mm. So it's like it's an epiphany that in a traditional household, as soon as you are able to piss outside, you think you're a man, right? Right. <laughs> Let's be honest. First paycheck. First paycheck. First kiss. You know, uh, not to get too vulgar, but losing your virginity as a young guy. Oh yeah. First fight. First fight. But I think you're a man after all that. All of that. But personally, with my growth, it didn't happen until mid to late 20s. And I'm going to be honest with you. Situation that took place where I was working a position in security at a local uh, college. And my supervisor at the time, I could not stand his guts. Literally, in my heart, I hated this man. And I, look, I'm a witness. I hated him. I remember. I used to say to my boys, if I catch this guy in a dark room and I can get away with it, I'm going to stab him. <laughs> that was my saying. That was harsh. Seriously, I, the hatred I felt for this guy was to the core. But your blessings don't come from what you do. It, just, it comes from the positivity in your heart. <clears throat> That's where your true blessings come from. My true growth and where I came from, or where I felt like I became a man, is where I, one, I was let go from this position, and I felt like he had something to do with it. But two, I moved on, and I fought the battle with all my demons, with my insecurities about my flaws, where I fell short, my enemies, and I had to let it all go. Like I say, and I'm not trying to preach to anyone. You're the high power of that entity, that one that you look up to. It's let let go in that God. So it wasn't until I forgave my enemies mentally and I seen this old supervisor at a store. You know, he seen he knew who I was. He knew I didn't like him. But I still approached him man to man, but with love. I said, Hey, what's up? How you doing? He said, hey, how you doing? And we shook hands, we, you know, gave him a hug, asked him mm-hmm. how, how was his family. Is he still over at uh, 
at this facilities. And yeah, we joked. And then he said, hey, good to see you. And he went back to his job and spoke highly about me. Feeling good. Feeling good All about right, himself. Because I was still working there. Knowing of our fights, um, our quarrels. And right then, when I knew that, when that interaction took place, I knew my growth had happened. And then it wasn't, I had a son. I was taking care of my son. I was working. I was, you know, had a family, coming home, being faithful, was doing all that. Mentally, the growth as a man, I didn't realize I had achieved it until that point. When I forgave this guy that I hated so much, there was no more hatred in my heart. That's when I said to myself, I'm a man now. The best part about it is that I was able to teach this forgiveness to other people, men and women. The, the jobs that I'm in now, I've had conversations where people are like, oh, I can't stand this person. They did this. Well, did you talk to that person? Mm -hmm. Do they know your emotions towards them? Right. You, can't you can't be angry at a person and hold grudges against someone who doesn't know that they're angry at you, that you're angry at them. Let me ask you this. What do you think pushed you to that realization? What do you think? Uh, you know, you got some people come to that in church. Right. You got some people who come to that because another man talked to them. You got some people who come to that because they just going through stuff. And I, and I tell you, and it's different for everybody, right? When they when they say, mm, now I'm I'm a, I'm a grown woman or I'm a grown man, it's it's different situation. But for me personally, that was my time, and the small teaching moments, and and people don't they may not see it, but my boss now, my um, my supervisor, when I first started working with my new job, my very first supervisor, I'm not gonna say he was racist. I can't prove that, but. There was definitely some prejudice there. Right. It wasn't until he had asked me to perform my job, even though I disagreed with what I was doing. He said, Walter, listen, out on the field, you do your job. Uh -huh. Whatever we do in the office to correct it is what we do in the office. No one knows the difference. Right. It was that small moment when I... When I went out and I did my job and I seen the person that had complained on me about what I was doing and I refused to do it. And they were looking at me and they were, thank you so much, you know. I've been waiting for this to happen so long and I finally got a response out of somebody. Mm -hmm. They didn't know that I refused to do it. They just seen the outcome. Right. So just that little moment, I went home and thought about it. Like, Man, I, but it didn't hurt me. Right. No, it didn't. It didn't hurt me to do the job. I just did. I just disagreed with. It. So like some things just don't matter in the grand scheme of things. They don't matter. Thing, small things, they don't matter. People talk about, oh, it's the principle. It's the. Pr it don't matter. Some things just don't matter. And my hatred towards my my old supervisor, it doesn't matter no more. Doesn't you don't know why this guy's the way he is. Or the trauma, the headache, the heartache that he's been through, mm -hmm. not accepting himself. Right. We don't know. Like I said, grasses, they, we, we see the grass being always greener. Maybe it's not. Yeah. 
The grass is green when you cultivate it. The grass is green when you're growing your seeds and you're watering it every day. The grass is green when you're working hard to make it green. That's where it's green. That's the hard work. You can't look at somebody else's green grass and be like, oh, I want that grass. Yeah. Don't even worry about that grass. Don't even worry about that. That grass can be artificial and feel sticky when you sit your ass on it. I want real <laughs> grass over here. You know? But no, it's seriously, it was that little moment where I seen, I seen, it didn't matter. It was the outcome. I don't care if you're racist. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you feel or think about me as long as when you see me, you know that I'm going to approach you with kindness and love. You're never going to be scared of me. Right. That's what matters. All right. Fake me out. Fake, you know. <laughs> Fake me out. But, so that's, that's, that's my moment. Man, I, it, I, it took me a second while I'm listening to your story. Think about it. It's funny how a lot of times anger brings you to that moment. Anger. Because I was listening to George Peterson. And he was talking about how you got to be a monster and then control the monster. And that's part of what becoming a man is. Yeah. So it ain't that you can't be as harsh as you are as long as you learn to control that. Right. So like uh, I'll say one for me was uh, uh, me and my wife, we was living in this and I I had uh, all my kids were born, but like we were living in a sketchy neighborhood. Now, uh, we owned this uh, condo, and I was proud that we owned the condo, but the neighborhood went downhill significantly. Mm-hmm. My father-in-law uh, got wind of some of the things that was going on in the neighborhood. Now, keep in mind, I'm going to protect mine. Always. My, my family ain't have no issues in this neighborhood. Whatever you got to do. We was always good. We could still be living there now, and we would have been fine. But we don't hang in the streets. We don't bring mess to our home. Our kids didn't go. Our kids always in sports and things like that. They didn't hang out in the street. So uh, one day he gets uh, the nerve to call me. And he's talking to me and he's telling me how uh, I got his daughter in this ghetto and uh, his grandkids and I need to be a man and move his kids, move his daughter and my family out of this and I need to take care of my family. And I was heated. I was heated. And I chewed his head off. For the, I, I, I mean, I, I really, really went in on him about, you know, about my family. This is my family. Right. And all that, I mean, it went crazy. I'm thinking he, he thought about what I was saying to him. And he said that, uh, you know, he he apologized, kept saying he apologized and he didn't. Cause he had to think, I, I'm guessing he had to think about how he would feel in that situation. And I was, cause I was coming at him, telling him how to take care of his family, how to protect his family. And we weren't in any immediate danger, you know, so. Yeah, I took I took I, was, I took real offense to that. My wife was a little heated with me because I cussed the father out, and I didn't understand. And I sat back, I thought about it, and uh, when he wanted to talk to me, I told him, I said, "Listen, you want to apologize to me? You come to me like a man, face to face, 
Don't call me. Don't text me. None of that. That's how you apologize to me. And he did. He did. And I'm telling you, I don't know. I feel like it was real. That's something that had to eat at him to come to me like a man apologized and talked. And from then on, I had no animosity. I understood where he was coming from. It wasn't about that. It was about the approach. Right. I, I wanted to be angry. I wanted to hold that. But like you said, in the grand scheme of things, what do it matter? It don't matter. But I, I realized, like, in that moment when he came to pop, because I was kind of like, oh, shit, like, he... He yeah, actually came, yeah, she came to apologize yeah, yeah. face to face. Yeah. Like, how, how do I handle this? Because I said it, but I didn't think about how reactive he actually did. Mm-hmm. So a man, he's a man for that. He came to me, apologized as a man. And I talked to I apologize for how I spoke to him. I didn't apologize for what I said. I just apologized for how I said it. Because he is a father figure oh, yeah. in my life. So I have to you know, show a little more respect in that. He was coming from a good place. Right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't coming from animosity. Right, right. So I felt like that's when I became a man. I forgave him. I apologize for how I did what I did on my part. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like my, this is where I live. This is where I chose to be. My family's here. You ain't got to worry about that. I got them. I felt like that was something that that made me feel like I got this handled. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking care of mine, taking care of my family because I was working. Yeah. Um, my family ain't in no danger. They eating. It wasn't no need for nobody else to come to their rescue. Right. And not long later, we end up we did end up moving out of the place, but like it's just a process. Like you don't just get up and run. <laughs> it's a process. Right. So like I I felt like that's my um sometimes things come with anger, sometimes things come with people reading the Bible and things like that. But the fact that I took that monster and I control it mm-hmm. made me feel like yeah, I arrived. Yeah. I have arrived. Well, then, and and the moral is it doesn't happen when you turn eighteen for sure. Right. It can, but we're talking about situations well into our twenties. I think you know, I, I was in my thirties already. Insane, yeah. it probably uh, closer to almost thirties where I was like, you know, and and what I mean, like I said, it wasn't just forgiving my enemies; it was being sure of myself. Right, like, you know the I know the foundation of it. Right, right. You know, so anybody that comes in and say whatever they want to say like you can't be shaken because you know the foundation mm-hmm. so uh, and just stay strong you know it and always look to the sky uh, there's always a brighter day yeah i know we got a lot of people struggling out there but just understand that your time is going to come everybody's time is coming just make sure that you're grateful when it does come and you know i i feel like People like you go, you go through life looking for okay, what it means to be a man. How do you be a man? All that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. All the books you read, everything. It comes together at some point, mm-hmm. and that's your foundation. Mm-hmm. What do you fall back on when, when it hit the fan? Like, 
and you fell back on that forgiveness. You fell back on, okay, I don't have to be a child in this situation. You just stood up. Yeah, you don't have to have that anger. You know, uh, like I said, I've always given the shirt off my back. Anybody who knows me, I, I give rides, I've helped people all the time. But my, my real blessings came after that forgiveness, that, after that growth. I mean, just things started happening. Right. And it was just, you know, living good, speaking it into existence with positivity. That's the thing. I said, I'm going I'm to do better, live happy, and I'm happy. I'm living. It's not materials. It's not where I am. It's where I'm standing, how I see my life. That's what makes me happy. All right. So, man, final words, bro. Hey. You know how I feel. You got to stay true. You got to stay strong. Be majestic. <laughs> Be majestic. Yeah, you know how I feel. Find out who you are and be that. All right, now. You have a good one.